Excuse me, are we on? Oh, I think so. Thank you. Hello, it's Paul. It's Nessa. It's Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. A sketch comedy podcast with added stuff and nonsense. Leaping from a bridge onto a fast-moving train. Climbing along the roof as it speeds along the line. Throwing itself from a clifftop into the frozen sea below. And scaling the wall of the building to appear mysteriously at the window. And all because the lady loves episode eight. been trying to think what's the name of that band pete townsend was in it the oh the who that's the trouble i can't remember the something who that band they did that pinball wizard song oh what was it the um the who that's what i'm trying to think the band lead singer was richard dorsey roger daltrey who yes no Yes, was Rick Wakeman. This was the... Who? Rick Wakeman. He was the keyboard player in Yes. But I'm trying to remember... The who? Exactly. I can't remember. It was... It was the something. Who? Oh, the band with Pete Townsend and Richard Dorsey. Yes. No, that was Rick Wakeman. I told you. Yes, but the band you're thinking of with Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey is the who. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to remember. It was the... the... No, the the was an 80s band formed by Matt Johnson. Who? Matt Johnson. No, the name of the band. It was the who. No, it was the the. Matt Johnson formed it in the late 70s. Formed who? No, he didn't form the who, he formed the the. Who? No, the. What? What? Who what? What? Who? What? You can wait that last bolt scratching. Hello and welcome to episode eight of Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. We've Don't... made it to episode eight. <laughs> Don't forget you can interact with us using at or hashtag PN Happy Hour in all the usual places, uh-huh. including Twitter which uh, most of you have been since the last episode. You certainly have, yeah. Mm. Um, And in case you didn't see it, or if you're new to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour, after episode seven, we just put out a little poll on Twitter, you know, the way you can do, and it was just just a bit of fun, and it it was of the names that we've used uh, in in the titles of our four most recent episodes, which was your least favourite person? Naughty. <laughs> the options were Lewis Carroll, Pee yeah. Wee Herman, mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler and Piers Morgan. <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying this. Now, I'm pleased to say that Pee Wee Herman got no votes. Everybody loves Pee Wee Herman. Clearly, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Lewis Carroll did get a bit of the vote. Um, and in fact, somebody who uh, tweets about Henry Holiday's Hunting of the Snark Ooh. illustrations... Whoever that is, whatever that is. Anyway, they they said, oh, I'm glad this is just a joke poll, which, of course, it was. You know, it's never <laughs> never meant to be taken seriously. It, it was, was just, written just like that as well. This is fun. a joke poll, because <laughs> yeah. you got that from the way that they'd written. Yeah. <laughs> Nevertheless, with 56% of the overall vote, it was... Piers Morgan, who came out on top. I can't believe I'm saying that. Oh, I can. Piers Morgan beat Adolf Hitler in our poll of least favourite person. Uh, And one person who replied to us tweeted, (laughs) he's a piss weasel, a snake oil salesman, he's a windbag. 
And that bag is one of those that's had loads of dog shit in it. <laughs> Obviously, these are not necessarily the views of us here at Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. <laughs> yes, yes, we have read up on the laws of slander. And obviously, <laughs> these are not necessarily the views of Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. Obviously. Right. On with the show then, quickly. <laughs> yeah, quick. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another edition of the groundbreaking art and culture programme, Are You Looking At My Arts? And this week we have a world exclusive. At the turn of the 21st century, a new, anonymous, guerrilla graffiti artist burst onto the scene. Known simply as Cranksy, the works of this artist would often appear overnight on walls and buildings around the country, appearing to pass social commentary on the state of the nation. Until this day, Cranksy's identity has remained a secret, but today we have been granted exclusive access to their studio, where we are going to reveal the true identity of Cranksy for the first time ever. So, uh, we're, we're just going into the studio here now, and, uh, uh, hello? Hello, Cranksy? Oh, hello. Come in, dear. Would you like a cup of tea? Oh, uh, no, no, uh, no, thank you. No, uh, we're here to meet and interview the guerrilla street artist, Cranksy. Uh, uh, is he here? Yes, dear. That's me. Uh, I'm sorry. It's me you've come to interview. Sorry, uh, you're Cranksy? Yes, dear. Why? Is there a problem? Oh, uh, no, well, oh, well, uh, no, I suppose not. No, uh... Well, it's just that, well, we were expecting some young urban street artist, you know, in a in a scruffy jeans and a meet his murder T-shirt. Oh, and instead you got a wrinkly old bird in a twin set who regularly pisses her knickers. Uh, right. Come on, get on with the interview. I've got to go and throw rocks at the pigeons in the park this afternoon. Oh, uh, yeah, right, yeah, of course. Uh, well, uh, Cranksy, <laughs> you started in the early 2000s and your first piece of art appeared overnight on the wall at the foot of Big Ben. Yes, I was living under Westminster Bridge at the time, so I was able to walk to work. It was very handy. I see, yes. Uh, that image was a very simple one, a solitary soldier holding, well, not a machine gun, but a feather duster. What was behind that image? The wall of Big Ben was behind it, dear. That's how graffiti works. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, you know, what was your thinking behind the image? What, what was the uh, the message? Oh, I'll see. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, I mean, it struck a chord immediately. You know, was it uh, an anti-war slogan? Uh, a comment on Blair's weapons of mass destruction dossier? No, nothing like that, dear. What happened was I got me stencils mixed up. I hadn't realised I brought out my soldier stencil with me. I actually meant to bring out my stencil of Ken Dodd. Uh, uh, right, yeah, I see. Uh, well, uh, moving on to 2012, the year the UK hosted the Olympics, of course, and uh, you hit the headlines again when one of your creations appeared on the wall of the Olympic Stadium. 
The entire east-facing wall was covered in technicolour projectile vomit, and I, I wonder if you could uh, sort of finally reveal what material it was that you used for that creation, and, uh, well, how did you create the material? Oh, that was just real puke, dear. I I'm sorry, what? Yeah, me, Doris, and Big Davy Twocox went out on the piss in Acne one night and we got absolutely shit-faced on Absinthe and Windeline. Brilliant night. If you look carefully, you could see the remnants of Davy Twocox Donna Kebab just under the air-conditioning extractor fan. Uh, fascinating, yes. Well, anyway, uh, fast forward to last year and your most famous mural yet. A tiny, naked baby, reaching desperately to grasp at a huge wad of dollar bills being wafted provocatively by a character who is, well, clearly the President of the USA. And what was most amazing about this was that you managed to paint it on the front of Buckingham Palace in a mural that was probably 50 feet high. Yes, I had to borrow my window cleaner's ladder for that one. I'm still picking splinters out of me fanny. And what was your message behind that one? Uh, a comment on global capitalism? The rampant march of consumerism and an increasingly youth-orientated target marketing strategy by the huge conglomerates? Oh no, dear. Nothing like that. It was a protest that because of austerity, my pension has gone down by 76p a week, and yet the Queen still gets to sit at a gold piano eating roast swan. It's a tossing liberty. Well, Cranksy, uh, I, I think we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for inviting us into your studio. <laughs> Uh, next time on Are You Looking At My Arts, we'll be joined by Jermaine Lear, Bonnie Gear, and Rory Kinnear to discuss the unprecedented closing of all the theatres, resulting in a dramatic reduction in the production of overblown, self-inflated, middle-class wank, and asking, is that a good thing? And answering, inevitably, yes. I think I've pissed myself again. Goodbye. I've got a question, a genuine question. I've got a question. Answer me this. It's feature time again, mm -hmm. and uh, for this episode, we're doing genuine question. Uh, this is one where we ask something that might sound a bit weird or unbelievable or maybe even a bit stupid, but <laughs> we don't care. It's a genuine question. Um, and then we'll just have a chat about it for a couple of minutes and see where we go with it. So you're doing one this week, Nessa. So I am. It might even be something that we've always wanted to secretly know, but never wanted to admit it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> go on, then. Genuine question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do birds wee? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good, genuine question. Right, and the they certainly shit. Well, evidence around our new pond. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and all over my bloody fence yeah. that I just creosoted a few months ago. You done what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, serious, yeah. genuine Do question. Do birds wee? I mean, I've never seen them squatting. You see them pooing, <laughs> but... You know, <laughs> I've seen a few birds squatting in my time. Down the big in the, market. Down the big market in Newcastle, yeah. But I've never seen a bird cock its leg or squat. Yeah, I don't know. Or a shot of wee come out of it. Do, right, this is going to sound, this is, as an offshoot, then this is going to sound weird. Do birds, yeah, male birds must have penises. Because <laughs> how do birds mate? It must, it, it's, it's got to have that kind of... What's wee got to do with Well, mating? because 
we obviously, male humans, piss out of our penis as well as This mirt. is not how I expected this conversation <laughs> to go. I'm ending it there. If no, anyone's but, got the answer to whether a bird no, wheeze, just please let... I don't yeah, want to talk about But penis. all I'm saying is, <laughs> the different things that things can come out of, like, is it... Well, it, it do they just get Tears all... Tears out your eyes? Yeah, no, I know. Wax but, out your ears? <laughs> Yeah, do birds Poo out get your bum? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Do birds only excrete their waste through having a crap? <laughs> Probably all over my fence. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> it has just reminded us of... And I know I keep always keep going back to Monty Python, but it's just reminded us of a Monty Python sketch. You know, the thing I keep going on to you about, the, he, he wants to buy the, the bird book. Awesome standard book of British birds. <laughs> yeah, the one that goes, I've gone and bought. Yeah. Yeah, but he goes in the sketch, goes, the expurgated version, the mm-hmm. one without the gannet. I don't like them. They wet their nests. <laughs> so maybe they go. do. Maybe maybe we have learned the answer to this genuine question through the wisdom of Monty Python. Oh, God help us. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a question, a genuine question. I've got a question. Answer me this. Puny humans, I am Magala, leader of the Graspatrons, your overlords. You may remember at the end of my last broadcast that I was being held by an uncompromising, itinerant space pervert. Called Gerald. Called Gerald, yes. The mutant had... Oh, that's charming. Mutant. You love it, biatch. (laughs) Guilty as charged. Anyway, he had my vestigial udders in two of his hands and was tangoing me to a safe haven. Well... Along the way, one thing led to another and, well, I decided to stay on. As my technical advisor. And lover. Careful. I haven't told my mother yet. (laughs) Okay, lustful young assistant then. So, this is a more upbeat and positive update than usual. I still aim to make you quiver and quake with fear... But I hope that this time, at least you'll do it with a smile on your face, a spring in your step, and a pleasant prod from the Graspatron's oppressive rod. Oh, I say. Come here and give us a kiss, you. Mm. Ah. Sire, you wanted to check the cleaning rotors. Oh, my eyes! I can never unsee! Ew, puny humans. Cardinal Felsch here. I'm interrupting this propaganda broadcast to apologise for the state of our love-struck leader. I think it's the delays and frustrations that are getting to him. That's all. Just be thankful for our broadband issue so you still can't see it. I shall have to go now, as it's turning my stomach, and I'm not zealous enough to take my own life like the trooper did. Death to all humans. Bye! Jokes that make you laugh, jokes, jokes that make you cry, jokes, jokes that are really, really funny. Ha Jokes! <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why I keep letting you get away with this. You love him. Yeah, yeah. Go on then, away. What does a cloud wear under his raincoat? <laughs> what does a what does a cloud wear under his raincoat? Uh-huh. I, 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 it's going to be something really stupid, obvious. Go on then, I don't know. 
Thunderpants. <laughs> <laughs> you genuinely laugh. <laughs> I knew you loved them, really. <laughs> Thunderpants. <laughs> uh, that was a good one. That stays in. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to think, what's the name of that organisation? Tedros Adhanom is the president. World Health. Who? Yeah, it does get called that. What does? Who? Sorry, who? Who gets called what? The World Health Organisation. Gets called what? No, who? The World Health Organisation. Yeah. What? No, who? The World Health Organisation, that's the one with Tedros Adhanom as president, right? Right. And it gets called what? Who? The World Health Organisation. Yeah, I know. And I'm saying it gets called who? Who? The World Health Organisation. I know. You told me. I'm just reiterating. What? No. Who? Oh. Who is Tedros Adhanom? Yeah, I suppose you could say that. He's certainly the main face of it. No, I mean, who is he? No, 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 you'd say he is who. Yes, he is who? Yeah. Yes, he's who? Yeah. Who is he? No, he is who. Who is he, though? Who? Tedros Adhanom. No, 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 he is who. Tedros Adhanom is who. That's what I'm asking. Tedros Adhanom is who? Absolutely. What? No, who? Who? What? Who? Who? What? Who? You're going to eat that last salt and vinegar chipstick? This is Bulls Rank, you can hear it's coming. His veins are coming up, his head's going to explode. He's going to go on and on and on. This is Bulls Rank. Go on then, what are you ranting about this week? Well, right, I know this is this is old ground, right, and, and loads of people nice. have done routines about this and jokes and, and all that, but genuinely, right, <laughs> what is it with when you do a sock wash, <laughs> socks go missing in the washing machine? <laughs> what the bloody hell is, what in the name of the sweet baby <laughs> Jesus is all that about? They get tucked up inside, like in the drum and... Uh, right, right. All fingers in the air. No, no. It means business. <laughs> yes, because today, earlier on today, before mm-hmm. we came in to record this, mm-hmm. I did a sock wash. Now, mm-hmm. as you know, I'm very organised about my laundry. Yes, dear. I have one basket that is just for socks. Because yes, I've got loads and loads of pairs of socks, so I don't need to keep washing them every week. Right? Yes. So, once a month, let's say, or whatever, I do a sock wash. All that went into that washing machine today, this morning, was socks. Now, unless socks are getting tucked up inside themselves, if they're mating in that washing machine, (laughs) I'm worried. Was it your socks or my socks that were missing when you went to them? My socks. Do you know what? Right, here's the thing. Mine, it would explain it. (laughs) Because some I just don't put in. They go in one basket. Oh, I know. Under the bed, bottom of the bed. Yeah, believe me, that's a whole other rant that I've got coming up about your unorganised laundry habits. But, um, you know, that nice, <laughs> I'm going to sound a bit sad now, but I don't care. That really nice set of socks that you bought me for my <laughs> birthday, which is 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, so you, you've got to pay for That's each day of you. the week. Yeah, <laughs> so you've got, a, and they say on them, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. On each one. Right, they all went in there this morning, right? <laughs> I've lost one Wednesday and the whole of the, the, whole of the weekend has gone. It can't. Have it done. hasn't come out of. I can't. It, it's. Don't I mean, be so stupid. I'm not. I, honestly, seriously. I mean, I, you know, I've heard of like your weekends disappear before you know it, but not in bloody sock form in the washing machine. <laughs> well, I can. Have you looked for Saturday and Sunday in the drawer because it's not the weekend yet? <laughs> oh, I wore them last week. <laughs> You're getting off topic. That's uh, not the point. You grimy bugger. You haven't washed socks all week. That's my whole point. I don't need to because I've got so many. You're winding me up now, aren't you? Where are my socks disappearing to in the washing machine? Wednesday's gone down the pub. <laughs> I can't. I hope it's social distancing with all the other socks. Well, clearly it doesn't want to be with the other half of Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, but do you know what I mean? I mean, it, honestly, is it like... do? Is it possible that socks can get caught up and, and disappear in the back of the washing machine? <laughs> Even as I'm saying that out loud, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? Yeah, probably not, no. But where are my socks? Oh, look at your distress face. We'll find them. We'll go and look for them. <laughs> God. All in this happy this. hour has turned into a therapy <laughs> session this week. <laughs> Getting really angry with trivial, pointless, pathetic little things. That was Paul's rant. Hello, Violet. Oh, hello, Nora. You've been waiting long. Just missed one. Oh, well. There'll be another one along in a minute. So how you been keeping? Oh, fair to middling, Vi. Fair to middling. Oh, yeah? Yeah, varicose veins playing up again all this week. I've been in agony, Vi. Oh, the pain. Couldn't do me Rosemary Connolly on Tuesday. Oh, dear. Well, I've not been too well myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Had the old trouble with the circulation again. Gripping pains down both arms all week. Paralysed I was. Monday, I couldn't even operate the stunner. I was stuck on the landing all day and all night. Oh, dear Vi. Well, mind you, last week you wouldn't believe what happened to me. Friday it was, I'd just taken delivery of me Meals on Wheels when I got a horrendous pain in me chest. Lost all me breath, gripped with pain and terror. I was having a blooming heart attack. No! Yep. Same thing happened to me on Thursday. Oh, yeah, well, I hadn't finished, see, because uh, I was so debilitated that I lost control of my body, fainted, whacked me head on the corner of the antique Victorian tall boy and split me head open in three different places. Blood and bits of skull everywhere. Oh, Nora, poor you. Oh, no. Course, uh, I only just learnt how to walk again. Oh, really? Yes. I was on my way to the co-op last week to get a few bits in for me grandson and his girlfriend coming round. I took a leisurely walk across the common and someone had left two primed bear traps just lying around. Well, I didn't see them. No, not with my cataract in the left eye and the dry myopia in the right. Well... I stepped right into both of them. Oh! Took both my legs right off, Nora. Clean off? Oh, not clean, nor No, they were rusty old buggers, these bear traps. It was like a blind man had gone to town on my legs with a blunt chainsaw. 
Oh, the pain, Dora. It was unbearable. I laid there for three days, legless, screaming in agony I was. But your legs seem fine now, Violet. I mean, they're, well, they're sticking out of your skirt. Well, luckily, I was found by a passing leg surgeon on his way back to work. He stitched them back on there and then. Lucky? I was, Nora. Very lucky. I died for 96 hours last Wednesday. Stop breathing, turn blue, rigor mortis the lot. I died for a week last January. I died for three months last year. Buried in the ground and everything. It was only thanks to an air pocket in the coffin that I lived to tell the tale. Oh, well, look, here's my bus coming. I'll see you later, Violet. Bye. Oh, bye, Nora, love. What a two-faced, lying twat that wrinkly old bitch is. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. Strange but true. It's strange but true. (laughs) Farts have been clocked at leaving the body at seven miles per hour. Seven miles an hour. Or that equates to three metres per second. Really? Three But how have they measured it? Well, I suppose you can see, like, there's that thing of light in your farts, isn't there? So... It, <laughs> when you were, like, five. I, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I hope you weren't lighting your farts when you were five. A fartometer. Fartometer. A fartometer. There you go. There's another dragon's den for you. Pump-a-meter. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, Are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean it is it, like it's gas, isn't it? That's being expelled. Yeah. So if you can, if you light it, you see the flame, and that is that is the gas shooting out. So do you think that's how they do? Or did they get like a coloured dye so that when you pumped, you could see it in the air? <laughs> <laughs> and they just, they just <laughs> shoved a handful of coloured talcum powder up somebody's bum <laughs> and waited for them to <laughs> fart. And a little puffy, puffy God. smoke. Well, there you go. There seven you go. miles an seven hour. Seven miles an hour. So next time I say to you, don't pump near me, I've done it out of the room. The room has to be at least three <laughs> metres away for it to not come near me. Yeah, Social in one second, you have to keep moving. What was it, three metres a second? No, no, yeah, three metres per second, seven miles an hour. Seven miles an hour. Imagine if a fart did actually travel for an hour. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of the butterfly effect, but that's just ridiculous. The, yeah, because it must disappear, because otherwise the world would just smell of farts just <laughs> constantly travelling around the world. Does it not? Does in London. <laughs> strange but true. It's strange but true. Gee whiz, Doc, where are we? Great Scott, this is not Doc Brown. And this is not Marty. And we're listening to Paul and Ness's happy hour. We've been to the future. We know how it ends. Well, there you go. There's another show finished. Mm-hmm. Bit of an old. Show. It's been a weird show this one, well, isn't it? It's me. It's my frame of mind. <laughs> but uh, we hope you enjoyed it, nevertheless. Uh, and do please keep listening and sharing and downloading us. And don't forget to interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at PN Happy Hour, and have a look at our YouTube channel as well. And uh, well, we'll see you on the next Happy Hour, or hear you, smell you. Bye. (laughs) Oh dear, I'm going into a dark room.
I've been trying to think. Bradley Walsh and Mandip Gill play the companions, but that character that that gapy mouth Jodie Whittaker plays, what's it called? Oh, Doctor It's Some- just the Doctor, alright? It's not Doctor Who. That's just the name of the show. The character is called The Doctor. It's been played by 13 actors on TV since 1963. William Hartnell, Patrick Troughton, John Pertwee, Tom Baker, Peter Davison, Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith, Peter Capaldi, Jodie Whittaker, as well as many others on radio and in film, and they've all been called The Doctor. Not Doctor Who, always The Doctor. Now shut up and drink your pint. You going to eat that last pickled onion? You've been listening to Paul and Nessa's Happy Hour. Conceived, written and performed by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen. Sketches were written by Paul Dunn and Nessa Karen and Tim Gambrell. Additional voices came from David Foster, Jordan Todd and Michael Grist. Incidental music was by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.filmmusic.io. The script editor was Paul Dunn. The show was a Crank Danville production. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Smell you later. (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) 